0: Hello everybody and what up? Welcome. It's your bears. Your bears are back again. It's good to be here. It is good to be here. It's sleepy to be here. Um, it is sleepy to be here. We were up We were up late. <laughs> we were up very late. On a school night, I yeah. had worked at you. were clever because you took the day off and what? you saw it again. Well no, I see I think you were clever. You were at work and so got to just mentally check out and do whatever. <laughs> I had to be alert because I went and saw <laughs> The Last Jedi again. So last night we kicked it off with an 8pm showing of Force Awakens, which I'm really glad we did actually and then uh then we saw the, the midnight or should I say twelve oh one of uh of Last Jedi. Now we haven't we haven't spoken about this at all. That's part of our rules of the show so I can't wait to talk to you about this movie. You were trying to get me to do like a I try, try the, to get you to do a thumbs up, thumbs down the go. Emperor from Gladiator. <laughs> thumbs up thumbs down. Now now we should just say that, you know, obviously the this is a film discussion show. We are going to discuss the movie. There are going to be spoilers. Yeah, so there's if, no there's nowhere to go into any kind of in depth discussion I mean, about this without, without talking about what happens. It's so impossible. If you're like me, then you wouldn't be listening or reading anything before you've seen it anyway. Because I even no. spoiler free reviews, I didn't want to see anything. No, yeah, I've actually I mentioned this to you the other day. I've stopped watching trailers. I'll only watch a trailer if it's in the cinemas before the movie. I won't look at them online anymore. So. so If you don't want to know anything, just pause this. Go away. Go watch the movie. Come back. Listen to it. Rate us five stars. That's the (laughs) order. It's that simple. That's the order in which to do things today. So, all right. I mean, should we just launch right in? We should because I'm very keen to know what you think. Me too. All right. I mean, how should we start this? Let's start. Let's start by talking about our viewing of Force Awakens. Because I'm really glad we did that first because it led me straight into this with a fresh mind. Um, I saw Force Awakens seven times in the cinemas, but I haven't watched it since. So I was really glad to just see that front up. And for me, there were a couple of big takeaways from that that really got me excited for Last Jedi. I wanted to know more about Finn. Finn, to me, is the most interesting character. I know there's been a lot of talk about Rey, what's Rey's heritage. Rey, I find a little bit dull, because, I mean, I just... I feel like I I know what's going to happen with Rey, or I, I thought I did. Finn, I'm like... So what's from the very first scene in Force Awakens? I'm like, why did he have this awakening? Like because he's never had these rebellious acts before. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, he kind of just wakes up and decides, no. I wanted to know more about him. And you do if you're if you're like deep into Star Wars lore and you read everything and Mm -hmm. whatever, there is background information about Finn out there, right. I've never really gone too deep into it. I used to, like, I, in, in high school, I, I read, like, every Star Wars book that came out. When you were out. head of the chess club and you... <laughs> I, liked, I did like chess. Uh, <laughs> and you, you played your saxophone <laughs> to impress the ladies. <laughs> so if you do want to know things about Finn and other, and other people who are in The Force Awakens, that information does exist out there. Right, okay. But if you've just seen the film, not so much. Yeah. The other, The other thing, obviously, Snoke. There's been a lot of talk over the last couple of years about who is Snoke, what is his story, what's going on. Is he Darth Plagueis? How old is he? Blah blah blah. There's a lot. I mean, the the fan theories floating around over the past two years since the Force Awakens came out. Just yeah, there's there's a fan theory for every sweaty geek on this earth. (laughs) Absolutely, and that's a lot. Yeah, I'm and one. A lot of them were in the movie theater last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could smell it. Um, you know, the other characters that we were kind of introduced to in Force Awakens, like I said, Ray, I, I kind of wasn't too interested in. Um, Kylo, I think, is a fantastic character. But again, I didn't think there was too much mystery there. Like, that was all kind of covered in Force Awakens. Um, I was really interested in Greg Grunberg. <laughs> who is Jeez. Who is JJ Abrams? Who best unfortunately, friend, with this being directed by Ryan Johnson, didn't, didn't make an appearance. Which I guess just goes to show that he literally will only get work if JJ Abrams directs. Yeah, so poor Greg Runberg. a single um, tear. So they're the kind of things that I was I was kind of looking forward to. I was always I was also hoping to see a little bit more movement forward with Star Wars because to me, I guess you know the original trilogy obviously were their own movies. The prequels, sadly, I felt only had a level of interest in the sense of looking forward at 4, 5, and 6. And Episode 7, while I really enjoyed it, a lot of the interest was in looking back at 4, 5, and 6. So I was really hoping that with Last Jedi, we'd get to actually see some movement forward and get to see something different in this universe. Is was, was What were you kind of looking for in Last Jedi? One of the things that I thought was going to be interesting with The Last Jedi was really just in terms of a... A st- just in terms of the storytelling, is that in every other Star Wars in in the and this is not including Rogue One, but in the yeah. the saga films, there's tended to be a gap of at least a year. Yes, between every episode. That's true. Whereas we can't from how Force Awakens ended, we knew that Last Jedi had to just pick up right mm. from the events of the Force Awakens. So it's going to be interesting to see how how I f- whether whether that felt non Star Warsy. Yeah. All right. To me. And it wasn't a problem for me at all, actually. Well, I guess let's just stru- jump straight into tone then. Before we get into plot and events and all that kind of stuff, did this feel like a Star Wars movie to you? It did. Because to me, I have mixed feelings. It did not it didn't. I-, I was almost like, are we meant to be watching a Marvel movie right now? There were a lot of quips in this movie. The only thing that felt. The things that felt marvelish to me were the. I was going to say the humor, mostly yeah, the attempts the humor. at humor. Yeah, and, some and, and some and, of them thank land. You some for of them make the word attempts because yes, some of them didn't land. And some, some of them did. Some of them did. Some of them really really didn't. Yeah, and some of them were okay. But I was like, that why, should why be in that? the next Avengers film. Yeah, and that was my problem with it. I've because this is the trailer that we got for this movie is one of the best trailers I've ever seen for a movie. Ever. I agree, and then the movie that we got delivered. While I enjoyed it in some ways, I think as a whole, the trailer was a better experience. Yeah, and we should we should point it out that we're I mean we're kids of a certain generation. Yeah, who we grew are, up with Star Wars. Yeah, and the relationship we have with Star Wars means that on the one hand we're programmed to enjoy it. That's the thing. At, but on the other hand, we will go. We will find things that are wrong which would not be a problem for us if it was a film that didn't have Star Wars in front of it. Exactly, yeah. If this if this was just... If this was Valyrian, you know, what, blah, blah of a thousand planets, I would love the shit out of it. Like, there were a lot of wonderful moments in this. And this is the problem. I feel that this movie is not as good as the sum of its parts. I feel like... I agree. There are moments in this movie that are absolutely brilliant there are moments of brilliance but as a whole watching this movie as a movie I I felt let down I, I'm really a little bit surprised by some of the there are reviews saying that this knocks Force Awakens out of the water and I'm a little bit surprised by that mentality because I understand that you know when Force Awakens came out you know maybe it is just the member berries like maybe they did rely a little bit too much on fan service but at the end of the day I still felt like it was a movie yeah See, Force Awakens, and I loved Force Awakens. I think it's such an enjoyable film. Yeah. And I would have liked it if the nostalgia factor was pulled back a little A little bit. But I had absolutely no beef with Lucasfilm going, okay, we know there's a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths from the prequels. Yeah. You know what? Here, have a Star Wars and, film. And I guess here's the problem for me, is that Force Awakens I felt happily fit in with that original trilogy. This one, Last Jedi... Is is lower than those four films for me. It's lower than the original trilogy and Force Awakens. It's definitely it's it's definitely not a prequel. Like it's better than those three. And but it, I was ho- like, I, my expectations, I think, were way too high because I was hoping for Empire Strikes Back. We had talked about this before. The fact that um we knew that it was wrong and silly. <laughs> yeah. But on but we also couldn't help it. Is that we went into this expecting something that was going to go toe to toe with Empire Strikes Back as the best. Star Wars yeah. film So I mean So you've seen it twice now I have Did you have a more enjoy Like after your expectations Weren't as high Did you enjoy it more the I liked time? it more today Yeah okay Yeah without that Burden of expectation That you know The midnight screening Is the first time you've seen it It's not just going to the movies It's kind of an event Without all that baggage I liked the film more Today than I did Well also today But yeah. earlier on today <laughs> Yeah Getting back to what You were saying about Whether it, it fits in Style wise and everything that they are kind of damn Lucasfilm. This is a damned if they do and damned if they don't. When they do something that's clearly identifiably another Star Wars film, they get slapped with yeah, just rebooting, you just remaking, made the same thing again. Which is what happened with Force Awakens. Everyone was like, oh, you've just you've just remade exactly. But then any kind of de- any kind of departure from that, yeah, and it's like this isn't a Star Wars film. We want Star Wars. Yeah, we- what are you doing? We came here for this, and that's not what you delivered. Yeah, yeah it's. I mean. They're just stuffed either way. It's true. It's true. Because, And it's because of the amount of love for this franchise. It's yeah. like people love Star Wars, probably more than any other franchise in the world. Like, people... Oh, what are about modern DC? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't think this will win an Academy Award, unlike Suicide unlike Squad. Unlike <laughs> Suicide Squad. In Force Awakens, we got um, Harrison Ford's last entry into a Star Wars film. Yep. This time around... Sadly we knew it was going to be Carrie Fisher's last yes. time in a Star Wars film. Although we did not see her last moment, or did we? What I mean, okay, let's get let's again, let's reiterate there are gonna be spoilers here. Princess Leia does not die in this movie. No. Which I was which we, super surprised by. Which we knew because they'd already said Force Awakens was Harrison Ford heavy, yep. Last Jedi will be Mark Hamill heavy, and episode nine will be Carrie Fisher heavy. Yes. Obviously though, plans have changed. How do they now How do they now reconcile that? I like, have absolutely no idea. Because early on in the film, there's a moment where you're led to believe that she's dead. And I think a lot of people in the audience went, oh, this is it. And then she does this very strange... So if you I haven't didn't, seen I the didn't movie, love it. No, I don't think anybody did. If you haven't seen the movie, what happens is she's basically blasted out into she space. She has a Mary Poppins a moment in outer over. space. Yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's like, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> like, you know, she just kind of... It, She's kind of dead. She's frozen, but she kind of starts grabbing the air and walking back into the spaceship. Called bullshit on that scene. And the thing for me is that the rest of the movie would have remained the same without her in it. There was kind of no need to bring. I don't understand why they. I I did really like some of the moments she had later on in the film with both with both Poe and with Laura Dern's character. I'm glad that she was there, but was it necessary? Because now, how do you bow her out of these films? Do we begin the next film with yeah, her like funeral? The crawl, or like, yeah, the crawl of the next film is yeah, it just says Princess oh, Leia died. Just and I we have just no nev- like you know, I feel like it was a really missed opportunity, given that they had filmed what looked like a death scene to not actually use it as a death scene. Let's talk about Luke for uh, a yeah, all right, yeah, bit yeah. It's kind of it's out there um, with that Mark Hamill had said when he first read the script. From Ryan Johnson, that he fundamentally disagreed with the direction that Ryan Johnson had taken Luke. Right. I actually hadn't heard that because you know I stay away from kind of yeah. So and... they and I think the script may have changed a little bit from the one he read, but uh, eventually Hamill did kind of come round to what Ryan Johnson wanted to do with the character. Right. What did you think of Luke? I didn't actually have a too much of a problem with that. I felt like that was kind of fitting for what. Luke's been through, what he's experienced. You know, I felt like he probably would. So again, spoilers. It's not that he turns on the Jedi, but he kind of decides that it's time for the Jedi to end. And I think given that, you know, his experience with Darth Vader, his experience now with Kylo Ren, I think he's just starting to see how fickle it can be and how dangerous it is to keep that going. So I didn't didn't really have a problem with that. Yeah, and some of what Luke says feeds into something that... Makes this—it really is kind of a, a Star Wars for this moment in time, where you know Luke is saying that fundamentally being this way, yeah, even if it's the a light, area, there's a gray just area. being fundamentally that way and having blind faith in anything is almost as bad as being on the dark side. Yeah, there's a middle area, and that's where most people live, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, so we get a—we've got a bunch of new characters in this film. Yeah, one which... of one of which I really love. Uh, Rose I liked Rose a lot and it's such a shame that I feel like their entire storyline could be cut that casino are we watching Star Wars or are we watching Harry Potter like that was, that was bad I wasn't into the casino that was bad I mean and their entire plot affects nothing it affects nothing and it's such a shame because I'm the same. I really liked Rose right from the moment we met her. Mm, yeah, and o- her thought, opening <clears throat> scene with Finn is fantastic. Yes, and I thought her and Finn had wonderful chemistry. And it's such a shame that what they did was nothing. And it's a sh- I love Poe as well. In the second half of this film, he's just Mr. Exposition. He just does very little. I like. No, I'm still on board with Poe in the second half because there's Poe gets something in this film that you don't get a lot. In a Star Wars film, which is he has actual character development, and I think a bunch of the stuff for Poe in this film is setting him up for nine. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's probably fair. Um, Poe is still my favourite. I know we're jumping all over the shop here, but we're, yeah. both, we're both pretty tired and we're very excited because <laughs> it's Star Wars. But yeah. I think I think I am right in saying that we were on the same page going into this that we didn't want Ray. That's right to be anyone's daughter. Yes, because obviously, you know, it's so heavily hinted at that, oh, she's a Skywalker, which is so... And again, though, this takes us back to that you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, Star Wars has always been about the Skywalkers. So I actually... Do you think that they knew... When they made Force Awakens, whether she was or she wasn't. I don't actually. I don't believe they did. I think that they waited for fan feedback. So do you be- do you believe what we heard I do believe in it. the last Jedi? So again, that- spoilers, what we heard is that her parents are nobodies. She's, and they were just junk traders. Thank the Lord. I it's I've- a big galaxy. <laughs> Not everyone has to be related. I do believe it. Yeah, I do. Well, I mean, I I'm going choo- to choose. I'm going to choose to believe it. <laughs> I want to believe. Um, and that was a great moment. What, like, I guess, yeah, that was actually a really good scene. So it's her and Ben Solo talking yeah. when when that comes up, and their dynamic in this film totally works for me. It's wonderful. So, all right, what they did with Ray and Ben Solo, and and I'm going to use Ben Solo because very early on in the film, Kylo Ren smashes his helmet, and for the rest of the film, he's just straight up Adam Driver, who again is and brilliant in this movie yeah just quietly Adam Driver can act oh he can there's this wonderful thing in this film where Ray and Ben have become linked through the force and can kind of communicate with each other and to a certain extent see each other's environments that really worked for me again at first I was like this is Harry Potter (laughs) like this is 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 Ray (laughs) a Horcrux I don't don't understand the reference (laughs) If, if you knew Harry Potter I think you'd know what I was saying um so at first I, I thought it was a little bit derivative and and strange, but it very much grew on me through the way it was done. I thought it was really good and and effective, a good way for the story yeah, to be told. Yeah, I, I, t- well, I was totally into their dynamic. Uh, Snoke, Snoke is someone who I was worried about. I was always going to just be like, okay, I'm going to hold my fire on Snoke until yeah. episode I still eight didn't comes think out. He looked good. I'm on board with yeah. Snoke. I totally. I was I was into the the look worked for me, and. As played by its motion captures, obviously, it's Andy Serkis. Yeah, who is, again, a great actor. <laughs> um, I really liked Snoke. I, I still feel like we learned nothing about Snoke. From the start of Force Awakens to The End of Last Jedi, we have zero information on Snoke. And I don't even... Again, it's it's not like I care about his lineage or who he is. Exactly, because if he was a Bond villain, we wouldn't care. We wouldn't it's care. It's just because it's Star but Wars. I, but I want to know I want to know the why and the how, and but... Which we still might. Maybe, but spoilers, he's dead. So that is the moment. I mean, that scene in the film is great. And it is from that point in this film... That things pick up and get ...that the film totally works for me. Which is roughly... I I imagine it's about the last 45 minutes. I'd say it's the last third of this film for sure, Yeah. yeah. And from that scene onwards, I really like this film. Which is the complete opposite of force awakens where i think the first 45 minutes is clearly the strongest part yeah i mean the death of snoke was done very very well it's a cool there, scene. Was so, there was some co- and this is i guess what comes back to what, what i was saying at the start where there were a lot of great scenes in this movie i just feel like as a whole it wasn't it didn't really have a good flow to it um but yeah from that point on so after that we got that amazing fight with the Royal Guards. That's cool. And I mean cinematography wise, this was a beautiful, beautiful scene. So that you know, the guards, they wear these metallic red that are, that are reminiscent of the Emperor's exactly. Guards. And this room that they're in is almost entirely red. It's and great visually set piece. it's just beautiful. It looks amazing. And Ben Solo and Ray actually fight together. So Ben Solo kills Snoke and we're left with this kind of he's turned. He's a good guy now. And then he realizes that the throne's in, now empty. He's in that grey area again, which I think is a pretty important part of this is f- film is you know this grey area between light and dark. I do. I, I continue to enjoy the dynamic between Ben Solo and General Hux, who from the Force Awakens, yeah, like in in Episode Seven, they kind of had this bickering sibling type thing going on. They were both after Daddy's approval, yeah, and that continues into this film and in a better way. I, I think I dig it. I dig yeah. those two. In fact, the opening scene of this film was one of the few times that the humour really landed for me, was with with Hux. Yeah, see, I, th- I did think that that was funny, but I was also like, this should be... It just didn't feel Star Wars-y. Star Wars-y to me. Yeah, which for an opening scene is tough. So as we were saying, Snoke's kind of throne room is a, is a great set piece. Last Jedi kind of moves away from something that made a big effort to do with Force Awakens which is practical practical effects everything yeah. was going to be ta- like pract- practical was like the buzzword around yes force awakens yeah. um not so much with last jedi We're, we are more cg i mean obviously force awakens is a massively
1: yeah, cg yeah still a film, lot of
0: cg yeah, yeah but they don't lean on on the practical stuff as much in in last jedi and there's a couple of scenes like when they the escape scene from the casino. Again. That sucks. I, I, but the, the casino I could have done entirely without. Yeah. And it also... That's where we meet... Benicio Del Toro. Benicio Del Toro, who I was... Like, when I found out that Del Toro was going to be in a Star Wars See, film, I didn't know he was going to be in this. I lost my shit. I freaking love Benicio Del Toro. He's great. And I was... I was underwhelmed in I, sp- I suppose I was essentially probably kind of hoping for his character from Sicario yeah, <laughs> to yeah. just get planted into the the star- I, I, I was really disappointed. And it was a letdown. Both the character and the acting. I, like, I love Benicio del Toro, but I felt like he was just kind of... Speaking of things that I could do without, you'd ask me going in what I thought of the, the space hamsters, the Porgs. The Porgs. Fuck the Porgs. Yeah. Fuck them right uh, off. There was actually A lot more pork in this Than I thought oh, There was going They're The um, pits There are moments Where I don't want The moment with Chewbacca roasting one is kind of cute yeah, except good that good if he'd then actually eaten it rather than going oh you poor yeah, bird yeah see but there's a lot of very strange kind of animal cruelty messages thrown in in this film did you find that as well that's a good point actually like you know because so Chewie basically becomes a vegetarian after looking at these <laughs> poor just <laughs> <He laughs> swears off me he pretty Chewie is for episode 9 Chewie's raw vegan yeah and then there are those weird kind of horse things as well that um, yeah that are getting whipped to shit going into some more things that we didn't know about going in um I always thought it was going to be very hard to do this film without having a force ghost of any kind because just why wouldn't one be hanging around with Luke uh-huh and we did get we, a force ghost We did we get Yoda yeah. Now, actually, going back to what you were saying before about practical effects, was Yoda a puppet again? He looked very puppety. So, if it was I don't think it was. If it wasn't a puppet, I think they very much upped their CG games into the prequels. I think, I think he was, of course they have. I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He looked much more puppety. He also though didn't look very ghosty. I felt like he was a little bit too tactile and so Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, because having watched, I mean, I watched Empire last week in my Star Wars binging before before this, and and in when you see Obi wan on. Dagobah in both Empire and Jedi, mm. Yeah. You know, Force Ghost has a very particular look. Yeah, and he's yeah you know, is very translucent. Yeah, and stuff. Yoda's he's pretty there, isn't he? He was very tactile, very solid. Did they I, from memory? Did they even touch it when He point? whacks him with his stick. Yeah, which I was like, know, I kind of call bullshit on is, that. Is that just because Yoda is so powerful? Yeah. Um, you know, and then speaking of Force Ghost. We did see something that, from memory, I don't think we've seen in a Star Wars film before. And that's astral projection. So the final scene, Luke has quite a large battle with uh, Ben Solo. He's not actually there. He's not there. But he also doesn't touch him. He doesn't touch him. But have we seen this in the past? No. Am I f- no. So, again, that was kind of a new force power that we're just being introduced to is that he can... Hamill's great in that himself. scene. Uh, he's great throughout the As is movie. the... Mu- I mean, okay, like, it's... You don't even have to say it do you the music's pretty good in this film oh, like no shit yeah i the, mean every, when and, i was making notes i didn't even bother writing down about music because spoiler alert john williams is good at his job yeah. um yeah the, i mean the music cues and everything in that in that confrontation yeah it's good yes it's it really is. good and the little throwbacks that john williams uses as well to his previous films and scores is just beautiful he's, pre- <laughs> he's pretty good like it you know it's designed to make you emotive. And it very much works. (laughs) I have one thing that I was really hanging out for that I didn't get. What's that? Which I'd said to you. I was just so much of me wanted to lose my shit when Luke ignited the green lightsaber for the first time. Now, uh, like, because... And it doesn't happen. What happened was it was a blue one. But when he's doing the projection thing, he's holding Anakin's lightsaber but can we just point out though that that wasn't Anakin's lightsaber no but that's just part of the projection thing he's doing because i i did not like that because was that just to kind of piss kylo off because it's like look i've got the lightsaber that you wanted? yeah or is it to not be using the lightsaber that he the lightsaber we should mention gets destroyed in this film yeah ray still got it but it's in two. But it's in two pieces so and the uh, the kyber crystals intact though so she could you know just get a welder on it i guess bb8 yeah. can just but, you know, when he pulled that lightsaber out, yeah, I was a bit like, why, why, not, why not the green one? Now, speaking of this kind of final scene where Luke is astral projection, projectioning... I think just projecting. English is hard. <laughs> I've been awake a very long yeah, time. That's true. And I don't drink coffee. I did have a really beer today. You are a sick puppy. <laughs> um, do you think, especially after a second viewing, that Luke is dead? Yeah, Luke's dead. How did he die? I because you know spoilers again if you haven't seen it but what ha- we already said it well what happens is that he fades away he fades away and vanishes away. in the manner that you do when you become a force ghost yeah but what killed him was it the was it I the think it was that's what, that's my assumption is that the exertion of that projection just took such a toll that he's dead or maybe they are, went back to the prequels and he lost the will to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like my worst mother ever I was a little bit sad that that's the last we get of Luke it's yeah. a nice it's a nice shot though it's a beautiful shot oh I mean look if we're going to talk about shots for a second that moment when the Rebel Cruiser drives through oh that's cool and just explodes that ship and speaking of score complete silence that's- for that moment that, I think, is one of the most beautiful things ever put to film. And obviously not real film. It's The whole shot is CGI. But it was stunning. Like, that moment was amazing. Are you going to see it again? We both saw Force Awakens... I mean, how many times did you see it in I the cinema? I think cinemas? I saw it six times. Yeah, I saw it seven. Are you going to see this again? I probably, I'll probably, i probably give it a few weeks and, and clock up a third viewing. I'll, I'll probably see it once more. Just to kind of give myself a bit of breathing space, finalise my thoughts... Yeah, so I like I like I like the movie, and I'm and I'm really happy that they were willing to give Ryan Johnson the scope to do something a bit different. And like, it's not wildly different; it's not an out there film. No, no, it's still you know. But I guess I am surprised though that they're like because obviously the studio loved it because if you don't know, they've given the- Ryan Johnson his own trilogy. Yeah, I don't know. Are you a bit after seeing this movie? Are you surprised at how positive the reaction has been by the studio? A little bit. And I wouldn't say it's way out of whack with my own reaction, but I think that Lucasfilm probably liked this film more than I do. Have you thought about a rating? Yeah, I'm sitting on a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'm probably around the same. I like it. I don't know. I I really need to see it again. I'm somewhere between a 6 and an 8. There are moments of this movie that hit an 8. Oh, I think there's I think and there's the, nine and a and there, in this film. There are film. moments of this movie that hit a five, you know, and I'm trying to reconcile what the movie as a whole gets from me, and it's really hard to kind of balance that out because, yeah. as I said, as much as I love moments, I just I wasn't sure it worked as a whole, and so I'll, I'll probably end up around a seven. All right, so for all for all you other fellow sweaties out there, <laughs> at least like in the northern hemisphere, at least. You get to go to a cinema in the cold, where everyone's not sitting in a pool of their own sweat like we are in Australia. Even even at midnight last night, it was over thirty. That was gross, and that's Celsius for you people up there who do your temperatures wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Thirty-two degrees is not actually freezing. No, no, it's very, very hot. (laughs) Also, get with the program. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, if you know if you liked this feel free to give us a rating on iTunes Stitcher wherever you can rate podcasts I hope you I hope you like Star Wars I hope you liked it too I I hope that you know I hope most people liked it more than I did and I hope I like it more on my second viewing I, I'm gonna blame midnight I'm gonna blame midnight do it so catchers